0: Hey, it's Curious City producer Jason Mark. It's hard for even us to believe, but 2022 marks 10 years of Curious City. And one of the things we've done a little differently this year is to answer a number of questions from one neighborhood. As you might have noticed, we've done a lot of stories from Pilsen. We gathered a ton of questions from the community, and we returned to Pilsen again and again, learning so much about the neighborhood, meeting so many great people, and... Bringing you all kinds of stories, from the history of Juarez High School. At the most basic level, they deserved to go to schools that were safe and clean,
1: that were actually schools, like it makes a difference.
0: To our episode about how one metal scrapper makes his living, to our piece about the neighborhood's Aztec dancers.
2: We place the heart at the center, he says, pointing at a red cloth under oranges, bananas, water, a seashell instrument, and burning incense.
0: Now, to cap off this project, although we'll certainly continue to do stories from Bilson, we're doing a live event at the El Paseo Community Garden Saturday, September 24th. There's some very cool things going on at the event, so stick around, because I'm going to tell you all about them in just a bit. First though, I've got a classic Curious City that producer John Facile put together back in 2017. It's been said that Chicago once had a tavern on every corner. Now that's not exactly correct, and that's actually the subject of another Curious City episode. But we did have a lot of taverns, and many had a certain sign hanging out front, a sign that was instantly recognizable to Chicagoans. but would be a pretty rare sight outside the Chicago area. What did I tell you? Chicago is being invaded by people from New York and LA who want our old style and old style life. That's up next.
1: Hey, John Fasile here. I'm meeting Oswaldo Alvarez, our questioner this week, at a bar called The Double in Logan Square. It's at the corner of Fullerton and Drake. Oswaldo grew up down the street here in the 90s. Yeah. Oswaldo? Yeah. Hi, nice to meet you. Hi, nice to meet you. Oswaldo's dad worked as a clerk for Cook County. When Oswaldo was a kid, his dad would hang out at this bar every day until little Oswaldo was sent by his mom to drag him home. Oswaldo remembers seeing the corner bar's electric, old-style beer sign hanging on the outside, gleaming like a beacon for the whole neighborhood. His dad passed away 16 years ago at age 46, and whenever Oswaldo sees an old-style sign like that, he thinks about him. And that happens a lot because you can see these bright, old-style signs hanging from the facades of neighborhood bars all over the city, which got Oswaldo thinking.
4: Why are there so many old-style beer signs in Chicago?
1: You've seen them hanging outside bars here, right? Pale yellow, almost white, the red, white, and blue old-style logo in the top square and a bottom partition that reads bottles and cans, cold beer, cerveza fria, gymne pivo, or my personal favorite, package goods. I don't know of any other city that has the abundance of old style signs Chicago does. It's unique, even a little strange. And Chicagoans are really into these signs. There's photos of them all over Instagram, a blog that tracks quote unquote old style bars, and old style returns the love, branding itself as Chicago's beer. Here's an ad they ran in the 90s, starring Dennis Farina. Chicago is being invaded
0: by people from New York and LA who want our old style and old style life. Why? because they don't have a double-brewed beer with a big taste, that's why. Look at the outfits on these guys.
1: But how did this little Midwestern beer manage to take over the neighborhoods of the third largest city in the country? To get an answer, I met up with Chicago beer historian Liz Garibay at a bar in the Avondale neighborhood. The bar, Frank and Mary's, has that classic old-style sign out front, which is the only way you'd know it was a bar. My first question for Liz is, why does Old Style have such a large footprint in Chicago?
3: A big, big, big thing to look at here is really
1: the relationship with the Chicago Cubs. Old Style entered the Chicago market in the 1930s, but really established their reputation as Chicago's beer when they started sponsoring the Cubs in 1950. You couldn't go to Wrigley Field without hearing vendors calling out, Old Style. Here you are sitting in an iconic
3: place, right in this iconic city, drinking this particular beer, people started to build a little bit more of a brand loyalty to it then.
1: Okay, but what about the signs? Those came about in the 1970s, when Old Style started offering free signs to bars. It was a win-win. Old Style got to promote their brand, and bar owners got this bright, shiny light to in customers with. Other beer companies also put up signs in the Midwest, but as far as we can tell, None of them as extensively as Old Style, which installed up to 2,000 signs in the region, many of them in Chicago. For Liz Garabay, the signs are reminders of the time they were built.
3: I see them and I think, 1970s
1: industry. Old Style reminds her of working-class neighborhoods and strong unions. As we're talking at Frank and Mary's, she points out all these bumper stickers stuck to the counter behind the bar.
3: Representing different unions. That gives you a window into who comes here.
1: A lot of regulars have been coming in here for decades, even going back to the 70s, when Frank and Mary's opened at 7 a.m. to serve factory workers coming in from overnight shifts. In fact, the only people in the bar right now are two of these old-timers. Sitting 10 stools apart, shouting at each other.
3: You can hear them right now, right? I don't know. In the city at, at one
0: and it was still warm. They you know, don't keep things cold too, right? So
3: they're talking about weather, they're talking <laughs> about you know jobs and you know families, and um, that's what a bar is supposed to be doing.
1: Today, many of the factories have disappeared. Old Style's been acquired by Pabst and lost their Cubs sponsorship to Budweiser in 2014. Some bar owners have taken the signs down because they're rickety and unsafe, and it costs money to maintain them. The neighborhoods around the signs have changed too. Let's go back to the double, the Logan Square bar where I met our question asker Oswaldo. His mom, Maria, still lives down the street, and she was actually with us. She described the way this bar used to be in the 90s, back when Oswaldo's dad would drink here. Oh, really? Oh,
4: so she remembers like an old style beer sign right there. And she remembers the pool table. I remember the vending machines for kids right here.
1: And there was something that sounds kind of like a strip show here, too. The men of the community would call it the fashion show. (laughs) (laughs) So there was like a catwalk over here? Yeah. But now the place is pretty tame with a polished maple bar top and warm ambient lighting. There's a wide selection of craft beers and no old style. Being here makes Oswaldo think about how Logan Square has changed. He thinks about the gangs he remembers gathering across the street from this bar, about how much safer he feels here now. But he also thinks about how, over time, many working-class Latino families like his were priced out of the neighborhood.
4: The neighborhood is technically better, but the neighborhood left us.
1: And there's another reason why Oswaldo has mixed feelings when he sees old-style signs. Remember how I told you how Oswaldo's dad drank at this bar every day? He was an alcoholic and died from health problems related to his alcoholism. Oswaldo's mom, Maria, she's got no love for the signs.
4: My mom says that she just sees the logo and she gags.
1: Nostalgia is a tricky thing. We miss the old times, but that doesn't always mean we want the old times back. Still, Oswaldo is grateful that old-style signs make him feel connected to his dad.
4: Chicago was such a big part of his identity. And there were so many things that were good, but there were also some things that were not as good, right? You know, in some way, I feel like I've reached the point where old-style, I can't embrace even that piece of my dad.
1: When I left the double, I passed under the old-style sign. It's still there. But the old style logo has been covered up by the sleek, fancy logo for the new bar. But if you look close, you can still make out that classic old style sign shape and see the familiar pale yellow glow underneath.
0: That story originally aired in 2017. It was reported by John Fasile, And a quick update. Question asker Oswaldo Alvarez has changed jobs since then. He's currently executive director at the Illinois Legislative Latino Caucus Foundation. But his mom still lives in Logan Square in that same house right around the corner from the bar. Stick around. After this short break, I'll tell you how you can see Curious City live in person this weekend in Pilsen. That's next. Chicago is known as a city of neighborhoods. Each neighborhood has its own history and hopes for the future. Over the past year, Curious City spent a lot of time in Pilsen on the near southwest side. We've brought you stories of schools and scrappers, doors painted like loteria cards, and dancers exploring their Aztec heritage. And, of course, the voices of people who live in and love the neighborhood.
2: It's a neighborhood that is very friendly, I think this neighborhood is very unique. It has great spaces for the families to do things around.
1: I do feel like there's a strong sense of community amongst the people that spend a lot of time in this neighborhood.
4: Pilsen is un lugar uh, amigable. Pilsen es un lugar donde nos conocemos todos.
0: Saturday, September 24th, we're celebrating our year in Pilsen with a live event at the site of another one of our stories, El Paseo Community Garden. Beginning at 2, you'll see beekeeping demos and flamenco dancers. Plus, take part in family art workshops, gardening activities, and more. Then, check this out. From 4 to 5, we're putting on a live version of Curious City, hosted by our very own reporter and Pilsen resident, Adriana Cardona-Magigad. Hi, Adriana. Hey, Jason. So, tell me a little bit about this live Curious City thing. Well,
2: a few weeks ago, we answered a question in our Pilsen series. One of our listeners fell in love with a local community garden and wanted to know how to start a garden in her own community.
0: Right, so you're going to answer that question in this beautiful garden?
2: Exactly, yeah.
0: Cool, so tell me a little bit about what's going to go on in the program.
2: Well, we're going to have a live storytelling of one of our episodes There'll be some acting some music some laughs it'll be a lot of fun
0: that does sound like a lot of fun well what else is going to go on
2: there's going to be a chance to ask questions about the episode and the garden and the audience is also going to have the chance to participate in all kinds of ways
0: that sounds super cool now usually though we put together our stories in a studio or like out in the field where you interview only one or two people and there's going to be a lot of Curiosity listeners there. Are you getting a little nervous?
2: Well, maybe a little, but not so bad. Not so bad.
0: Well, I don't want to jinx anything, and I know you're going to be great. And we'll all be there to cheer you on.
2: Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah.
0: And by we all, I mean the whole Curiosity team. Come out and meet Adriana, me and the whole crew this Saturday at four at El Paseo Community Garden. at 944 West 21st Street. That's 21st in between Morgan and Peoria. Thanks, Adriana, and I cannot wait to see you this Saturday at 4.
2: Thanks, Jason. I'll see you there.
0: Now, as much as it pains me to say this, there's going to be snow on the ground pretty soon. Not that many opportunities left to go out and enjoy your neighborhood or explore one you've never been to. So this Saturday is your chance, and you'll get to see Curious City live. For more info, go to wbez.org slash offense. Curious City is supported by the Conan Family Foundation. Adriana, of course, is our reporter. Maggie Sivet is our digital and engagement producer. Joe Dassault and I produce the show, and Alexandra Solomon is our editor. I'm Jason Mark. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you this Saturday for the Big Fall Harvest at El Paseo Community Garden in Pilsen.